people do something that they thought was impossible that I, I that's what really hooks me to it so um yeah I I uh yeah, I think I have a problem <laughs> with <laughs> racing. I enjoy it. It's not for me. It's it's just for for fun and for um yeah, just helping others is the big part. Welcome to the 2022 season of Run My West Coast. I am your host Eddie Klein. Run My West Coast is a show about running in West Michigan. Podcast episodes feature local runners local races and race directors, along with running community and Holland Haven Marathon details. This episode called Holland Haven 2022 Recap. We're going to get into the rundown. And the rundown race this episode is Holland Haven Marathon because it just happened. And not only am I going to tell you about it, I didn't actually run the race. Obviously, I'm the race director. I was working. But we have a special guest on the podcast, Aaron Rylersdam, who's going to go through the rundown with me. And we're going to talk about the race. Additionally, some running tips for this month is hit the trails. We're going to talk a little bit about trail running. And then, of course, we have our West Michigan races. And there's quite a few for October, so that's really cool. Okay, get into the rundown. Holland Haven Marathon, our premier event here. Starting with the finish line, the start line. You know, the finish line... For this race is really cool. We have a great announcer, Mayor Nathan Box. He's the mayor of Holland. He comes out, does our announcing every year. We had a great DJ this year. First time we had him out. The music was a little bit better, more pumped up. There was a lot of spectators at the finish. It was a cool atmosphere. We had a lot of people coming through all day long. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Uh, the start lines, everybody lined up at the start for all three events. Worked out really good. We did the national anthem. We got everybody going. The start of the 8K, we actually had a live person uh team red white and blue lady from team red white and blue sang the national anthem so that was really cool i got to witness that and be there and hold the flag so i was super excited about that so some cool things happened that way the runners got off to a great start everything started on time we got going it was cool it was really good race this year i felt like everything went off like on time and worked really well uh the weather was a little spotty it hadn't rained for like two weeks up until the race day and then all of a sudden we got a little, we had a little cloudy, we got a little rain and we got really a lot of rain towards the end. So it was one of those days where weather was kind of touch and go. It was like between 55 and 70 degrees all day. The humidity was high. It wasn't extremely high. It was way worse last year. If you're here in 2021, you know, the humidity was bad. So it was a warm day for sure. Uh, we did have two course records set. We had the male full marathon record uh, B and the female half marathon. So there were some fast runners out there, uh, with the weather that, uh, on race day, it did rain really hard at the end. We had a couple people still on the course when the course closed at 2 PM and the rain came down pretty hard right about that time. So we had to close things down. They did manage to finish. We got them in and our staff and our volunteers, we all just got soaked for the last couple hours of the day, cleaning it all up, but it worked out good. I think we had a great Great race with the weather considering what we had out there and uh, things went well. The race course, as usual, was right down Lakeshore Drive for the full and a half marathons. Everything was set up well. We had a ton of volunteers out there doing aid stations. We had a lot of spectators, so I think the race course overall is good as always. Uh, some people ran really fast. Some people you know, ran their pace, and I think overall everybody had a great experience. So no problem there with the race, the way the course went. 
We we started out a little crowded at the beginning of the full and a half, like we usually do. Uh, people had to get onto the shoulder of the road a little bit, especially the full. We had a little bit of construction on the bike path, but it wasn't a major thing. We put some barrels out, got people on the shoulder of the road. They got right back on the bike path after a little bit of running, so no big deal. Everybody survived, and it went well that way, and uh, everybody had a great race. Uh, after the race, we had our usual setup in our parking lot, so we had some merchandise there you could buy, Holland Haven swag. We also had a couple of backdrops for photos. People, There was a lineup for that, as usual, which is cool. People getting photos, posting them on social, posting them on our, on our race page, and everywhere. So I got, I got to see a lot of that happening. That was cool. That was fun to see people getting their, their photos with their medals and all this stuff. Some people got multiple medals. If they got the trifecta, we had the RRCA championship going on for the half marathon. So we had some winners for that, which was cool. Uh, the, the awards table was there. So people were picking up those medals, those awards, a lot of age group awards, pint glasses, stuff like that. People got to pick up, uh, when they, when they finished their race was at, in the parking lot there, we had a good display of finisher food. Uh, you could grab some salty snacks, some sweet snacks. Once you finish your race, reload your carbs, your sugar, your fats, your energy, all that stuff, some protein. People got to do that. And something we did this year that we haven't done in the last couple of years is we actually served some food to everybody. So back in 2019 and, beyond, and before that, we used to have a good let's serve food to everybody kind of situation set up. And then pandemic happened and we shut that down and Last year we tried doing food trucks and it went okay. I think the food was good, but I wanted to get back to where, come on over, have a meal, bring your family, bring your volunteers, bring your friends. And uh, so we, we did something simple. We did some hot dogs and chips and it worked out really well. Uh, you know, the attendance was down, I think because of the weather a little bit on who ate all that stuff. And we could have publicized it a little more. So it's something going forward. I'm, I'm certainly always looking to make the race better. So next, next year we'll look at what are, what are some better food options and how can we do it? But I think overall people had a chance to actually get some some real food once they they finished their race. So overall pretty good. We had a few vendors out. Again, the weather kind of kept some of them showing up. We had a, probably a few more scheduled than actually were out there. So people got to interact with a few of our few of our partners, but uh, that's just the way it is when you have an outside event. Uh, then we had our charity partners this year as usual, which was great. Team Red, White, and Blue really stepped up this year. They've They've been a partner of the race for a really long time, and we bring out veteran runners, people who are military veterans, give them free entries to the event. They get to run. A lot of them carry their flags. Most of them wear their red, white, and blue uh, jersey, which is a red T-shirt with an eagle on the front, and they run the race, and they also come out and volunteer. So we had quite a few, uh, over two dozen volunteers and over two dozen runners from Team Red, White, and Blue, so well over 50 people representing this year, which was our biggest ever. And it was great because it was 9-11, right? So we were trying to do a little bit more of a patriotic tribute this year to those who fallen at 9-11, those who have fallen in the war on terror since, trying to just celebrate these people. So it was it was really cool. And I'm glad that Team Red, White, and Blue stepped up and was able to be out there. And our other charity, Camp Geneva. There's, that's where the half marathon starts. So every year we make a sizable donation to them. A lot of the race proceeds go back to Camp Geneva because they really help us out by hosting the half marathon start. They're very gracious. They make it easy for us. They let us use the grounds. They let us set up there. So great place to, great place to go for kids. We, and what we support is they have a camper scholarship fund. So what that means is there's kids out there that can't afford to go to summer camp every year 
and they just don't get to go. So what we like to do is put some money towards that fund that puts kids in camp that wouldn't be able to go to camp. And by supporting the race, you're supporting that. So I hope you can feel good about that a little bit. That some of your some of your race entry fee went to something besides you know Porta Johns and uh, your T-shirt. It went towards some kids getting to camp, which is awesome. Okay, this is all part of the rundown, and that's my take on the race. But I want to get a take on the race from someone who's run the race more times than anyone uh, ever has. Nine-time Holland Haven finisher Aaron Rylersdam. She is the only runner in the history of Holland Haven Marathon to run every single year. And so she's going to talk to us a little bit about the race. I got an interview with her right here coming up. And we're going to get into everything about the race from this year, some of the stuff from past years, where Aaron's at on running and all things. So enjoy this interview. Aaron's great. You're going to love her. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you, and I'm glad you finally know about the podcast because I don't, I knew you didn't even know about it until race day. So it's good you found out about it and you listened to some of it, and now you're on there. So just like that, turn of events. That's pretty cool. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, people don't know who you are, so I want to get into your background a little bit in the running because I've known you for like 10 years and you've been a runner that long. And I don't know before that what you did running and neither does anyone else. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Like you started running when you were a little kid or in middle school or college or where, where'd your running come from or how'd you get to be a runner? You heard, you hit it. It was middle school. I was on the track team. Um, but I was the kid that was not very good at it. I, um, would place like fifth in the track meet or, um, but I was always like, not the last guy, not the first guy, but um, yeah, kind of right in the middle. And I always had that mindset that I wasn't good enough and that, so I didn't try running in, in high school or college, but it was after my daughter was born. Um, so baby number two that I thought I, I need to get in shape. I need to like, just stay on top of, of my fitness. And so I started running and um, tried for a 5k and, and try, you know, uh, like carb loaded and everything. And <laughs> for a 5k. <laughs> for a <That's> 5k. <laughs> I heard you were supposed to eat spaghetti. So yep. I did that and made sure I had good shoes and, and, uh, I crossed that finish line. That was 2009. Um, after that I was kind of hooked. It was, um, I heard a friend of mine had wanted to run a half marathon and I thought, holy moly, that's a long ways. But, I, I thought, why not? Let's see what happens. And so I went for it. That was 2010, and I just kind of progressively, progressively got longer. I went from that to the 25K of Riverbank, and then um, from there in uh, 2012, I ran Chicago for my first marathon, and that's when we met because yeah. I um, joined the Gazelle um, run group then. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, since then I counted Holland Haven was my 46th half marathon. That's <laughs> I, a lot. I think I have a problem, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've got 11 marathons now under my belt and, and I, I fit same in the, um, realm of people. I'm not the fastest guy. I'm not the slowest guy. I'm just kind of in the middle and enjoying myself. Yeah. That's so. awesome. I mean, so 
you run a lot of other races too. Like I feel like you're racing like every weekend. Like I've <laughs> seen you on Strava like on, on Instagram yeah. or somewhere. Like you ran another race like all the time. So yeah. you're like kind of a race addict. Like you're, <laughs> you're hitting so. them all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, is no, why do you think you want to race so much compared to just like doing the running? Is there something about being at races that like encourages you to be there or something or how yes. does it go? Um, the atmosphere is something you can't replicate on a, on a, just a daily run around your neighborhood. Um, I really enjoy, um, cheering on other runners, especially people I don't know. Um, I love seeing like once I cross the finish line, I kind of hang out for a little while and cheer on other runners across. Um, I, I've been a team leader for the, the gazelle group for many years too. And, and it's just, that there's something about helping people do something that they thought was impossible that I, I that's what really hooks me to it. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I think I have a problem <laughs> with <laughs> racing. I enjoy it. It's not for me. It's it's just for for fun and for um, yeah, just helping others is the big part. Oh, that's great. You know, and you can't get that fulfillment by running on your own. Obviously, no. running is such a community sport, and it you're right. Is. And there's going to be people faster than you, slower than you, people that just started. You can give them you know, information on what gear to have or how to pace or all this thing. So yeah. Yes. And just cheering someone on, like you said, who's like coming in after you, it's, it's an awesome feeling to see yes. anybody accomplish something, even a 5k if it's their first time or a marathon, if it's, you know, a really long first time. So yeah. totally agree with that. It's, <laughs> that's an awesome part of racing and being at the finish line. And I mean, I love hanging out at the finish line at Holland Haven Marathon and just seeing all the people come through and getting yeah. their medals. It's just a fantastic experience. It's, I agree. It yeah. is super cool. So yeah, for sure. Um, so I was going to ask you, like, how about destination races? Like you did Chicago, but like, do you travel pretty far and do any of them or are they local? Well, um, yeah, Chicago is one of my farthest ones. Um, I have family out in LA, so, um, I've done, there's a group out there that does a run almost every weekend, um, on the beach in Long Beach and then they do it in Santa Monica too. Um, and their idea is to just have a fun race without all the extra added, like craziness of a of a big race they just do a little one on the beach every every weekend and so when we go out there then I try to hit up those um but my my next goal is the LA marathon in March I want to I don't know I've just they start at Dodger Stadium and I'm a big Dodger fan <laughs> and then um you run down like the walk of fame with all the stars on the sidewalk and next to the Hollywood sign you see all those things and I thought that sounds like fun so in March is my next one <laughs> yeah that sounds awesome yeah. so are you from LA then? Or is my you... husband is. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's where we met there. and married. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So you're going to be training through the winter. Yeah. <laughs> for a race that's probably going to happen during, in warm weather when you yes. get there, right? Yeah. That's a tricky one. That yeah. is I've done that. You've probably done it too, but like, it's it's tricky to like do that and train here in Michigan for spring races when you know exactly. it's going to be warm. Yeah, I thought to replicate, I would do. Um, like maybe every other, every third uh, long run on my treadmill in my basement with a little bit more heat than a winter on the snow melt here in Holland. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, just to, just to replicate that. that a little bit because I um, I don't acclimate to weather very quickly when, when the summer months come and when the winter months come. It takes me a couple of weeks before I really am in the groove. So um, I thought, well, we'll see if that helps. I don't know. Do you have a goal time for the marathon or anything no, like that? No, no. Um, I usually hover right around a 430, 440 for a marathon. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to stay in that range. Um, an ultimate, ultimate goal is a four-hour marathon, but I'm not in that shape right now. <laughs> so you, it would take extra work that I don't feel like doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you ran, just ran Holland Haven half marathon. Yes. 218, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, 
your time? To, yeah, I think so. 218? Yeah, okay. that's the thing. I don't always pay attention to my time. Yeah, I think your finish time was around was 218. Yeah. Okay, so which is respectable. And if yeah. you double that, then it looks like a four, 240. Yeah, you know, a 440 marathon or 440, yeah. is obviously possible for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. So yeah. let's talk about Holland Even Marathon. So you've done it now the ninth time, <laughs> the race. Yep. You ran the 8K in 2018, mm-hmm. and then you ran the full in 2019. That must yeah. be when you got your trifecta medal, that 2019, right? Yep. But other than that, you've done the half a lot of times. That was all the other times. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you're not on the you're not on track for another trifecta for a minute here. <laughs> you just just holding on to the half. That's yeah. obviously your favorite distance to run since you've for run sure. 46 of them. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that <laughs> seven of them have been Holland Haven, though. That's pretty yeah. cool. So yeah. yeah. So. The ninth year for you, ninth year for us. So you know as much about the race as I do, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. uh, so take me through Holland Haven this year, all the way from like you registered, you started training, um, leading up to it, you tapered, you did, you got to start on the race day. So yeah. once you got registered, and then how did you how did you train for it? Like through the summer, what did you do to get ready for your half? Um, Kind of what I do every every year. I just look up. Um, I try to find a good half marathon plan that's got some good progressive, um, you know, upage in the mileage and um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, all all summer I just make it a priority. I don't let myself skip too many runs or or if I can't do it a certain day, I'll try to go the next day or next morning and get things done. Um, and even through those hot, sweaty months, I'm, I'm such a sweater when I run that um, I tell myself, you know, it's worth it when the fall weather comes because suddenly you're faster and you're um, more acclimated. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky to train through all that. But I know that the, the race is the reward. And, and so to put in all those miles is, is hard work, but it's, it's worth it. It's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> are, are you solo running all the time? Or are you running with friends and other groups? Or? About a, half and half, about a mix. Um, I try to do long runs with people because that's way easier with people. And and I I think a three mile run alone is harder than twelve miles with friends. It's it's it, it's a lot harder when when you're by yourself. But you if you find a routine, you find a podcast you like, or you find, um, you know, some, a good playlist it, that helps and, you know, switch up your routes every now and then. So that way it's, um, not, it's not tedious. Um, yeah. And try to pick the right times of day to go. And I mess with my fuel, make sure that I have good fuel. And sometimes I try new things and hope oh, that didn't work. So I'll try something else. And, um, yeah, it's just a lot of experimenting and trial and error and yeah. But it, I mean, after so many races, I'm sure you've got it down now. I've got it what down. you're going to be doing, I'm sure you yeah. got a pretty good schedule. Yes, I, I don't w- veer very often from what I normally do. I want to throw something out there real quick because it's possible that in a week or two you could be listening to this podcast while you're training. So I want to say, Aaron, I know you're not feeling it right now, but I want you to get <laughs> it going on these miles while you're running. So get after it. Right. So there's my little pep talk for you in Thanks. case you're listening to this down the road someday. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so uh, then you got. Through the training, you did you go to packet pickup at Gazelle the night before and get I your did. packet? How'd that go? It was good. Um, it was nice to be in the store to pick up last minute things. I grabbed some. Um, I like the shot blocks, so I grabbed some of those. And I actually met um, this guy that was on. I'm part of a Facebook group for the Detroit Marathon group, and there's a guy that posts on there all the time. And I saw him in the store, and I said, "Hey, I know you." Oh, that's so cool. It was just a nice little time to just chat and catch up with people that I've seen. Um, 
uh, I had a gift card to spend, so I, I bought some shorts. And, like, it was just nice to be in the store amongst runners, amongst um, the things you need. And, um, yeah, it's a great atmosphere in there. Yeah, it's a cool event for us to be able to do it inside because that's our yeah. second time doing it. We've bounced around pack and pick up different places trying to land on a good spot but it's good for gazelle because they do a lot of business sure it's good for us because we get to have a lot of people in there and, and be community oriented and like you saw somebody you knew to, from social media and <laughs> everything's all in one spot so yeah i love having the packet pick up there i'm sure that's going to continue for years to come because it, it's really worked out well for us it has to be yeah. inside gazelle so and i know a lot of other races do their packet pickups inside gazelle so it's nice of them, even though they got a really small store compared to like the Grand Rapids store. It'd be nice if the Holland store was a little bigger, but <laughs> we squeeze them in and we make it work. So yeah. that's cool. So then race day comes. Do you ride the bus or do I you ride drive the your, bus? You ride the bus. Yeah. Okay. So you've been on the bus many times. All, pretty much all the times. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> except the one year we didn't have buses. Yeah. Thanks COVID. Yeah. That was two years ago. Yeah. So no buses that year. So how's the, bu- how's the bus ride and whatnot? I mean, I know the half marathon bus didn't show up till 603. <laughs> people were in a panic because it's supposed to be I there at 6 a.m. I was not in a panic. I uh, didn't even realize it wasn't there yet. I've yeah. done this race so many times. It's just, it's second. I hardly have to look up anything anymore. Right. Um, but I parked at the finish line um, right on what did, the finish is on third. So yeah. I was on the next street over yep. um, and right there. So and I actually forgot something in my car. So I, I was able to go back and get it. And no worries. The bus is still there. Got on the bus. The drivers are so nice. They're just the local school drivers. So they they're so sweet. And um, yeah, I forget that I'm five, two, but even school buses don't fit very good for five. Oh, yeah. Some of the runners have to like sniggle in there, but it's, it's good. It's, it's fun because you're kind of with your people to start and people are chatting like, you know, what's your goal today? Is this your first time? Have you, you know, like it, it, it already starts the community of runners right on the bus, even though it's what 6.03 AM. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you didn't know this, but I mean, one of the big reasons I started this race is because I went to ran the Boston marathon 10 years ago and that's what you do at Boston. You get on the bus downtown and you ride all the way out to the start. Right. And I was just blown away by that experience. I thought it was so cool. And yeah. I was that's where I was like, I want to start a race like that in West Michigan. So that was a big inspiration for me is the bus ride. That's cool. Of uh, doing a race. So yeah, yeah that was really fun. Um, backtracking a little bit, something you just said is like, you don't need to read anything anymore. You know what's going on with the race. So <laughs> yeah. like, do you ignore all the emails I send you? I or? don't actually. Okay. I do because you send every now and then you change something up. So I do. <laughs> I do read all the emails. So they're helpful and they you still are. know what's going on. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. I get a lot of people that come up to me at the race day and say thanks for all the emails. So yeah, you I, have great communication. I try to be like, you know, forthcoming on what's going on and yes. talk about it on this podcast and all this stuff. So yeah, yeah it works out really good. So um, you got up there to the half marathon start. You got ready to go. I know this year it was a little bit cooler than last year. Last yeah. year was pretty warm. Last it, year was humid. I yeah, remember that. This year was still a little humid, not yeah. as bad as last year, though. Yeah. So how did how did it feel getting ready to start and you were hanging around the start It area? felt good. It was chilly, which a lot of people were like, ooh. And, you know, you held on your jacket or your top layer until the very last minute. But gear check is right there, so um, it was no big deal to just, like, take it off 10 minutes before the start because they're, they're still there grabbing it. Um, um, I tried to, like, just – like I just pace around. I walk around. I I worked a summer at Camp Geneva, so I kind of know the grounds pretty well. Um, so I just walk around the camp there, or up and down Quincy on the sidewalk a little bit, walk up the hill on Quincy just to keep my legs warm and fresh. And um, that way, it's you know I've I've probably put on four thousand steps just in that little bit of um, walking and pacing. But it just keeps me warm, and then I don't have to you know, like 
the nerves go away with that, and that that seems to help. Right. Me. So, are you like, are you like in your zone? You got your headphones on, like Jay Z and Pitbull, like going, <laughs> and you're like pumping yourself up. Is that like, no, is that Aaron? No. Okay. It's more me. Like, I look for people I know, and I look for anybody that looks. I'm such a enneagram too. I'm like a helper, so I I'm always looking for people that need that have a question or um, somebody I know that I can just chat with. And I found plenty that morning and. Um, we, I actually ran into my friend, Pam, um, that we've trained together before. And she said, are you running it? And I said, yeah, are you running it? Want to run together? Okay. So we both checked our headphones with our, our top layer and ran the whole thing together. Oh, so you could just <laughs> chat so and didn't need headphones. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That yeah. That was lovely. And you fin- ended up finishing together? You did. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so did you start front of the race, back of the race, mid-pack? Where'd you start? When right you in the middle, probably like middle back. Um, I'd rather start farther back and then keep passing people than be where I'm not supposed to be and have people passing me all the time. It, it's a more of a mental game I play with myself if I start back and I can catch people that way. That makes sense. Yeah. It was crowded this year. I mean, we sold out at 500. <laughs> And I had to close registration because we had run out of bibs, run out of medals, all the yeah. stuff. And so it was it was p- completely filled in. Yeah. Um, and we had still people on the waiting list. Most people on the waiting list for the, a half marathon got in. But right. I and after the race started, you know, I, you know, I start the race and then I'm mm-hmm. kind of watching people go. And I drove down the road and I could see there was a lot of people on the shoulder of the road, yes. a lot of people on the bike path. So I think 500 is going to be the max we ever have at the race because it's just going to be too crowded to do any more than that, trying to yeah. get people on the bike path. And I want everybody to have a good experience and yeah. and not have to be so crowded. And, you know, it does thin out after a mile or it two. It does. And it doesn't feel like too crowded. It, it just feels like, oh, here we go. We're at the beginning. And, and everybody knows that it will thin out. And if you need to get around people, the road is right there. And it's safe. And, you know, people are watching and, and being, you know, taking care. Um yeah, and it's early enough on a Sunday morning that there isn't traffic. Yeah. It's just spectators. <laughs> yeah, the only traffic is all the spectator people <laughs> driving, it. and they're driving super slow. And maybe so. turkeys, but that's Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, all right, so let's go through the course a little bit. So you run you run all the way down Lakeshore Drive for about five miles before you even make a turn. Yep. And that's that's pretty flat. There's nothing going on there. Right. You see that you can run by Tunnel Park and the lake a little bit, and then yep. you, you make a left and you go back up uh, 168th Street there. Yeah. There's a little hill there on Perry, by just Perry. A, just a teeny one. Yep. Not too bad, but you always feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even the little ones, you, you'll you feel them. I mean, there's overall the elevation. Actually, it's a negative elevation from the start. So yeah. you are going downhill overall, yeah. which is yeah. which is nice. And then you, you're going down, James, then you get to the blueberry farm. Do you take the blueberries every year when you I go do. by? Yes. Yeah, and they're good, and I love them. And I love that the, the um, aid stations are unique. It's not always just like, you know, standard goo or... Um, Gatorade or water. It's not just those things. That, like you had goldfish and um, pretzels were there and blueberries. And at the um, near the end, it's like watermelon and Skittles. The yeah. watermelon is always the best, oh, always. Yeah. It's so good. We had a go-go squeeze packet yes, this year. Yes, that's right. I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely like they're paced, they're placed out just right too. They're exactly like right when you need them. And oh, good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. I actually got a little feedback from the 2021 race saying, can you have more food on the aid stations? So I definitely nice. tried to up that for this year and make it a little more. Yeah, it's good. I wasn't hungry. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. And most people, I think, you know, we used to do goo for a long time and then I felt like we had a lot of it left over. And I feel like yeah. people who want goo bring their own goo yeah. and they like their flavor. And yeah. 
it was kind of silly for me to get goo all the time, and it was so much left over. I ended yeah. up donating it to, like, Holland Running Club every year, but it was just so much left over. It's better to do, yeah. I think, uh, some, like, oddball food that people can take it or leave it. But, but it was kind of like, what are we going to have? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a buffet on the road. Was. I was enjoying it. And then, of course, it was, like, sprinkling a little bit in some parts. And so um, I got to... Uh, when it was this time for the Skittles, my Skittles were getting all like wet and, oh, and no. runny, you know, but it was, it was just fine. It was fun. So once you get to the Skittles, which is about mile 11 of the half and, and 24 yes. of the full, then you're about, you're downhill almost all the way right, yeah. into, right into Holland there. Yeah. So do you kick it into gear the last couple of miles? Are you one of these that's got a little bit left and you if go? If I do, I do. If I don't, I just, I just hang there. What was fun this year is normally the marathon winner will start to pass me right by Dunton Park um, right after that. This year, that course record guy, <laughs> he passed me. Um, before even that mile 11 aid station, we were still on division there. Um, even before that hill, he was coming up so fast and that was kind of a, a surprise because I wasn't expecting him quite then. Um, but it was fun because then more marathoners were passing us and then I could, you know, cheer for those people too. Um, but then, yeah, if I have it in the tank, I go, if I don't, I don't. It's, it's, I don't know. I've let go of fast times and PRs and all that stuff. I've just, I just enjoy it now. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's fun to do that kick. If you have it, it's fun to do it. But if you don't, it's just painful then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. I'm sure all runners can agree with that. Yes. Is, is it kind of crazy to think about that the half, I mean, the full marathoners, they started only a half hour before you. Yeah. But they caught you with two miles to go. <laughs> they catch they, me every year. You had a 13 year. mile head start. <laughs> Yeah, I know. They, they catch me every year, and I'm always like, "Holy cow, that is amazing! It's so amazing that they can do that." But um, yeah. yeah, and the guy who broke the record that record had stood for eight years, so yeah. that was our one, one of our longest standing course records. So it was pretty cool that somebody finally That's got great. it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love yeah, to he see looked it. strong. He didn't look like he was struggling at all. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was doing really good. He only had two miles to go at that point. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So then. All right, so you, you're coming around, you get to the finish line. Do you have friends and family or a group of anybody? Or like, Who's greeting you at the finish line? Do you have somebody um, there? I, if it's a marathon, I always make my husband come. You make him come? <laughs> yeah, but after 46 halves, he's like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, So you normally normally I uh, it's, it's just me or I look for running friends or people that I knew were on the course, and I try to see how their race went. Um, this year it was just a, a couple running buddies and um, uh, a couple people that ran the 8K and um, did well. And, yeah, it was just I just stop and see who's around me and catch my breath. And after I catch my breath and get a few snacks, then I usually just head home. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah. You're so used to races. You know, like yeah. there's not a lot going on for you yeah. after at the end. You yeah. did grab some food at the end. Yep. Did, did you manage? Did you buy? Did you get a hot dog? Or I did eat, not. Any hot dogs this no, year? No, okay. my tummy was a little upside down, so I said, oh. "Man, no hot dog this time." Yeah, probably not the best yeah. idea. But last year you had food trucks there. There was a really yummy street taco one there. We did have food trucks last yes. year. They were so hard to get. That I, was delicious. I really <laughs> wish I could get them back, but you know what? I probably contacted. 75 or 80 food trucks and like two or three showed up it was huh. so difficult to get food trucks so i just i just scrapped that idea yeah. like it's way too much work to get food trucks they just i don't know they were hard to find they were hard yeah. to get so i tried it one year and plus you know honestly i'd rather give the food away for free yeah i, I don't want people to have to buy the no. food you know back in the day too when you had um the after party in the 
in the gym. Yeah. And I'd bring my, I'd go home and grab my kids when they were little and I'd let them climb the walls yeah. all afternoon. We used, yeah. We used to have a great party in there. That was you know, good. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So things have changed a lot, a little, yes. you know, over the years, but I'm trying to build it back up to where we used to be, you know, 2020, the COVID year, it was just like, here's a lunch sack of food and your metal, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> Go. But, you Don't know, forget we your mask. We were able to have the, have the race anyway that year. Yeah. But, yeah, it was so, good. That was my like one live race I did that year. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do any, I don't think that year myself. So I got so sick of virtual. <laughs> it's just yeah. not the same. No, it's not the same. I, I yeah, I think at least virtual, you're, si- you're just signing up for the swag basically. Pretty much. Is what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly right. So but. yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good race. Um, so what do you think about next year going back to the half or you don't know I'd yet? I'll probably do the half. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't have plans right now, but yeah, I'm probably be do the half just because I, you know, I, I am the only guy that's done it every time, so I can't <laughs> not do it. Well, yeah. And next year's our 10th year anniversary. Oh yeah. That's and so you're right. going to be our poster child for 10 years. <laughs> Um, a decade of running Holland with Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> we can just tack with Aaron right on the end of there. Uh, oh, good. Since year one. Now, do you remember, you think back to year one of the race, yeah. we actually ran it in the opposite direction. It was direction. backwards, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my original plan was, when I started the race, was I wanted us to run from Holland to Grand Haven one year and then Grand Haven to Holland the next year and then alternate it every other year. Yeah. But the third year, the, the year we were supposed to run to Grand Haven for the third, the second time yeah there was a bunch of road construction so we couldn't do that course uh. so it was impossible so i had to keep it to the way we go now and then it just became the way we do it yeah. so it never never turned around but <laughs> yeah that was my original intention actually. i remember that race well it was um yeah there weren't many people in it and uh i remember thinking this isn't so bad this isn't so bad and then we got to grand haven i'm not super familiar with grand haven but i remember the giant hill yeah and but at the top of it was the view of the beach and the right. lighthouse, and and uh, it was gorgeous. I remember that day. And then I quick ran home and showered and then came back with my kids and my dog, and they played on the playground and stuff, and then we watched some of our um, the marathoners come in because it was some people's first time doing a marathon, so I wanted oh, yeah. to see them finish. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a, that was a fun day. I remember that one well. Yeah, cool, yeah. So – We'll just keep building it. I mean, and keep. I always like want to get something better every year. I can't exactly get a view of the lake uh, on yeah. a route right now that we had in Grand Haven, but you also don't have to run that hill, so I guess there's right. trade-offs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it is kind of weird to to think that you're right along the lake, but you don't really see it during the race. At, Not very much. You, you can get a peak of Makatawa at, yep. at on Division um, at the end of Division there, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the little bit tough part about it. There's a lot of cottages, a lot of sand dunes and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, yeah but, it, you know, it's still fun to be out there along all that area. And it's always in the shade and mm-hmm. there's always a good breeze. So yes. I love the course for, for that reason. I do and, too. And that was, it was another one of the reasons why I started the race in the first place. Because I was like, I'm always running into the city to run these races that are in the city. And, but, but I'm training out here, you know, yeah. at the Gazelle Group or whoever I'm running yeah. with. We're always training on Lakeshore Drive. Why don't we just race out here instead yeah. of you know, going into the city all the time for the, yeah. for the main big marathon. So it made sense to have a marathon here in Holland. Yeah. And yeah, somehow I started it up. I don't really know. Someone <laughs> asked me the other day, like, how did you even get this thing going? I'm like, I don't really have any idea. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I just needed something. <laughs> I just needed something. So here it is now, um, almost 10 years later. So, well, cool. Uh, appreciate you running this year and giving us the whole story about anything else you want to 
to know about the race this year. How about the, uh, oh, one more thing. How about the spectators? Were there spectators out there along yeah, the route very much? lots of them. And you see them over and over and over because um, it's it's an easy course to spectate. So, yeah. so people will park um, on the side streets and then catch you as you run by and then and then you keep going, and then they will get in their cars and drive a little bit more, and then you see them again, and then they drive a little more, and then you. So you play leapfrog the whole time. But um, the spectators, they cheer for anybody. They don't. They don't even if they know you or not. And um, so yeah, it's fun to see the same people all the time, and like just kind of haggle back and forth with them and have fun. And uh, yeah, a lot of dogs. And a lot, oh yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun to see the same people, but you, there are for as small of a race as it is, there are quite a few people cheering for you. You don't ever feel like you're alone or in, in the back 40 somewhere. Just, you just feel like, um, there's people out here that care and are, want me to do well. Yeah. Do they, do they call you out by name at all when they see you? Do, Cause you got your name yeah, on your the bib, name's right? On the bib. Um, does anyone ever say, hey, Aaron, you know, great job, or not really? I don't think so. I can't remember. I don't think so. But I think if they, I wonder if the name was a little bigger if they said Yeah, that. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, either way, you know they're cheering for you. But right. Yeah. Did you see any funny signs? A lot of people make signs. Oh, gosh, funny yeah. Funny stuff on them. There's one, like, smile if you peed a little. <laughs> 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 You yeah. can't help but smiling at that because it's <laughs> right. so funny. And I love the kids with their little high-five posters, you know, for power-up. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, I try to high-five the kids if I can. Right. It, you know, because their mom made them stand out there. <laughs> so Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think we had a pretty good group at the finish line, too, this year, sharing yeah. people in. I, I noticed a big crowd down there yeah. most of the day. Yeah, especially uh, when you turn people. right on the third there. There's like it's just all people there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the streets are kind of lined with people yeah. all the way to the finish line, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah which you fun. see in a lot of big city races. Obviously, we don't have that many people, but right. we have a pretty pretty big crowd, which yeah. is really fun. So, well, cool. Well, glad to hear your story, and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about this LA Marathon in March and how it goes. And now I have to do it. <laughs> I haven't officially <laughs> registered yet. But oh man! Yes, now I have to. Now you have to. The world knows about it. <laughs> <Yep>. So, <laughs> you know, the dozens of people that listen to this podcast are going to hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll see you for sure next year at Holland Haven Marathon. Sounds good. Thank you. Aaron is awesome, isn't she? I love talking to her and having her on on the podcast and having her at the race every year. She's, she's a great person to have around. Let me get in some more stuff about Holland Haven that maybe you did or did not know, especially if you were a runner, uh, some information. Now, we did have a ton of positive feedback this year, kind of like the stuff Aaron said. And I, I, I honestly, from my perspective, I feel like it was a huge success for everybody that was out there. The event went great. Um, tons of good feedback. So I, I love that part. You know, and each year – I do try to improve the event for the runners and make it better than the, than the last year. And really, 2019 was our peak year, and we were, we were really humming along really great. And then 2020 happened, and everybody knows what the year of 2020 was like. But we and we barely had a race. We did get to, we did get to have a race. We had to limit our numbers. We had a lot of COVID restrictions, but we had a 2020 race, you know. And that was kind of the the bottom. And we were building back from that. And I I really continue to pursue some excellence for this race and make it better. So. You know, next and next year's our 10th anniversary coming up. And so it should be better than ever. And our little saying for next year is going to be a decade of running Holland because it'll be our 10th year, a whole decade. We've been running this race in Holland. We're making it happen. 
So I'm, I'm super excited about next year. It's going to be awesome. So a couple things. If you're looking for results or photos or videos or merchandise, it is all on our registration page, which is runsignup.com slash Holland. So in the race photos, something about our race photos, you may have noticed some photographers out there. I do not hire a professional photography company. I really want runners to have any photos they like for free and not have to worry about paying for them. And all the photographers are volunteers. That makes it easy for you. You can get all the photos you want. You don't have to worry about some watermark or looking at your photos or getting, you know, paying for them or picking them up. And there's thousands of photos. Like I, I upload them all to the run sign up page and you can just go up there, get on your, either your uh, results link and you'll pick them or type your name in your bib number, anything you can find them and you can upload your own photos. So if you got a bunch of photos that you took or someone took of you, upload them, put them out there and share them because everyone else can see them too. So just a little sharing option there on the run sign up page under photos, really easy to find. Now, new this year, the also what we have is a race video. So now runners can find their finish line video right in their results. Go into your results, click on video, and you'll watch yourself finish the race. There's a little 10-second snippet of you finishing your race. So you get to see, everybody gets to see themselves coming across that finish line, which is really cool. Now, you have to have your bib on the front of your shirt or wherever you're wearing for your bib recognition to work for both the video and the photo. So if you can't find yourself, think back, did I have my bib somewhere where it's not recognizable? Cause it's reading the number. Keep that in mind for your race uh, down the road. All right. Finally, maybe you want to sign up for Holland Haven again next year. 2023 registration will open on black Friday. So be ready for that in a couple months. Race day is always the Sunday after Labor Day. So if you're looking for future race days of Holland Haven, Sunday after Labor Day, next year it'll be on September 10th, 2023. All right. Running tips of the month for October is called Hit the Trails. Now I'm going to keep this short because it's a longer episode, but I do want to talk about trail running because... Fall is a great time to go out and hit the trails. I mean, the weather is turning. It's cooler out. Get outside a little bit more without sweating like crazy. You don't need to carry a bunch of water like you might need to. You don't need some assistance on the road. You can just get in the trails, enjoy a little bit. I mean, the colors are changing here in Michigan. They're going to start changing any day now. The weather's cooled off a lot. It's getting really cold at night. It's in the 40s, so get out, see the fall colors. Great time to be out trail running, get out of the city, get off the street, wherever, wherever you normally run. Uh, and you can see some animals. I mean, I see birds, I see squirrels, all kinds of things out there, some deer once in a while. Uh, for sure, a chance to get out in nature a little bit. You know, it's quiet out there. You can even walk a little bit, clear your head. Like when I'm trail running, a lot of times I'm walking up the hills. I'm just trying to like get through the get through the trail runs. I mean, some advice on trail running from my perspective and what I've heard from other runners is don't trail run for distance, just trail run for time because you don't know what the, what the terrain's going to be like, the hills are going to be like, the conditions are going to be like. So say you, say you want to go out for a five mile run and you normally run a 10 minute mile, that's 50 minutes. Don't worry about that five miles. Just say I'm going to run 50 minutes. And if it ends up being six miles, it ends up being four miles. doesn't matter. Get out there, enjoy the trails. You don't know what the train's going to be. You don't know the conditions. So just have have a good time out there and enjoy nature. 
Um, another good thing about trail running, you're going to work on your stability. You're going to work on some of the ankle strength you got because because of that terrain, it's a little bit different. The hills, the roots, the things you got to go over, it's going to keep you mindful a little bit. So trail running can d- definitely build up your strength. If, if you're coming into the off season, let's say, you know, summer's usually your peak running season. You're doing races. Good time to build up a little more strength in your ankles and uh, your legs by doing some trail running. Maybe you're going to do a trail race. There are a lot of trail races coming up in the fall around West Michigan. I'm going to list some off in our local race calendar. Uh, so if you're going to be you know, training for a trail run, obviously getting out there and doing what you're going to be doing in race situation is a great idea. So you're ready for whatever that's going to be. And maybe you're finally, maybe you're losing your motivation to run. Maybe you've been running and training and you know, you did a marathon, maybe you did Holland Haven. Maybe you still got another fall marathon coming up. And you're just tired, tired of slugging it out on the road, the road miles. So you need to, you need a change of pace. You need something to motivate you to, to do something different. So a trail run is so different than a road run. It's something, it's something that's just going to give you a different perspective on training and running. So another good reason maybe why you want to get out and do the trails. Okay, let's get on to our local race calendar. There's actually quite a few races in the fall, which is awesome because you can still get out there and run. Remember the links to all these races are in our show notes. So if you want to find one of them that I talked about, just go to show notes, click on it, boom, goes right to the page where you can get signed up, find out all the information. I made it easy for you. You don't have to search around. So here we go. The Bark in the Dark, 5K and one mile in Grand Rapids on October 1st. Calvin Classic 5K in Grand Rapids on October 1st. Cornerstone University Alumni and Friends 5K on October 1st. Franciscan Rhythms 5K Trail Run and Walk in Lowell on October 1st. So there's a trail run you could do. North Shore Trail Run, also a trail run. Uh, the 10K and 5K, that's in Spring Lake on October 1st. NovaCare Rehab 5K in Portage on October 1st. Superhero Fun Run 5K and 10K in Saugatuck on October 1st. Get Your Rear in Gear 5K. Grand Rapids, October 2nd. I don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting. Uh, another trail run, the Amon Park Trail 5K in one mile in Grand Rapids on October 6th. Be Brave 5K, Caledonia, October 8th. Gooseberry 5K and Gosling Run, Fenville, October 8th. Harvest Hustle Fall Classic 5K, Lowell, October 8th. Love Your Neighbors 5K. Hudsonville, October 8th. Portage Infight, Glory Days 5K in Portage, October 8th. Now here's a big trail run right here. Yankee Springs Fall Fest, 50K, 25K, 10K trail run in Middleville, October 8th. Yankee Springs is a great place to go trail running. If, you, if you're looking for a place to go, I've been out there lots of times. It's fantastic. Uh, Zealand Athletic Boosters Pumpkin Fest 5K in Zealand, October 8th. Big B Coffee, the one walk and run in Grand Rapids, October 9th. Hot Cake Hustle, 5K and one mile. Kalamazoo, October 15th. Run for Camp, 5K trail run in Nuego, October 15th. Run for Change in Muskegon, October 15th. Grand Rapids Marathon and Half in Grand Rapids, October 16th. Run through the Rapids, 10K and 5K in Grand Rapids, October 16th. Cal Crusher 30-hour run in Caledonia, October 22nd. So if you're looking for something really long, 
This one sounds like it's for you. Uh, Fall Colors 5K. Here you go for Fall Colors. Fall Colors 5K is in Kalamazoo on October 22nd. Ultra Bird. That's right here in Holland uh, at Riley Trails. It's put on by Egress Endurance. Great organization. They have put on some great races. So the Ultra Bird Trail races, there's a 12-hour, a 6-hour, a 10K, and a 5K right in Holland on October 22nd. Uh, Glide for Change 5K in Comstock Park on October 23rd. Strides for Unity 5K in Grand Rapids, October 23rd. 231 River Run, 23.1K and 4 Mile in Grand Haven on October 29th. Caledonia Halloween Hustle in 5K in Caledonia, October 29th. Camp Nuego Trick or Trot 5K in Nuego, October 29th. Paw Paw Spirit Run 5K in Paw Paw, October 29th. And finally, Run for Your Life 5K in Holland, October 29th. So that's our race calendar for October. Uh, quite a few good races out there, so get out there and keep running. Now, this is the final episode of this season. We're wrapping up the 2022 season. Holland Haven Marathon's done. What I'm doing for races is done for the year. We're going to wrap it up. I'm going to get back on this podcast and do season three next year. So for sure, look for it in the fall. I'm sorry, not the fall. For sure, look for it in the spring. It is fall now. Look for it in the spring. I'll be getting more episodes out there. I've come up with some new content, some new things to tell you about. Some, you know, There's always more races going on. Of course, Tulip Time will be coming up. I'll be directing that one. And then, you know, keep in mind, like I said, 2023 registration for Holland Haven's opening on Black Friday. So look for that and... You know, we'll see you next year on the podcast. Can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, have a great fall running. Have a great winter running. See you next year.